If you can turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. We are going to read from verse, verse 13 through 21. Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. When Jesus heard it, when Jesus heard that John the Baptist was beheaded, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them, and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. Verse 16, Matthew chapter 14. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, Bring them here to me. Then he com commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and two fish and looked up to heaven. He blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments that remained. Verse 21, Now those who had eaten were about five thousand men besides women and children. Let's quickly come back to this scripture in a moment. When a hurricane hits the land, it in fact smashes everything and leaves only the wreckages. When a plane crashes on the land, it destroys the aircraft, it kills all the passengers, only the debris are seen at the crash site. When an earthquake strikes with a large magnitude, it brings down all the buildings, only piles and piles of rubbles is what is seen just after the earthquake. You know, life situations have the ability to shatter everything that we are holding on today. And while when we face life situations, even they have the ability to permanently damage and so such a way that we can never restart our lives. You know, may it be a damaged relationship, may it be a loss of loved one, may it be ill health, or rejection, or loneliness, or disappointment, or our inability to achieve something that we wanted to achieve, whatever it may be. Or it may be, you know, sometimes we lose the purpose of our lives. Sometimes even people lose their minds. They do not know what they want to do. You know, all these terrible life situations are capable of totally destroying our lives such that we will never be able to restart our lives. You know, at the end of everything, people are left out with only past memories, disasters and calamities. They leave only the rubbles. 
only the wreckage and the debris. Life events, at times even they, they leave us physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and socially handicapped you know, that, that we will not be able to start again. Here in Matthew chapter 14, we see Jesus performing a miracle of feeding 5,000 men plus women and children. When they all ate and they were all filled, they collected 12 baskets full of fragments. You know, fragments are the broken pieces, broken small pieces as they were distributing the bread. Fragments are the broken pieces of the bread that was remaining in each basket they used to serve the food. Fragments are the result of breakage. You know, any kind of breakage leaves fragment. Fragments are not a full bread by themselves, but they are broken pieces of the same bread. You know, this morning I'm just trying to drive, jump into my sermon and trying to give an introduction. So fragments by themselves, they are not full bread. They are broken pieces of the same bread. So this morning I would like to title my sermon as fragments. Can you say fragments with me? Fragments. Fragments are the broken pieces of a brittle substance. Fragments represent the state of our lives after being struck or after being taken through the life situations. You know, many times we go through such a life situation and when we come out of that tragedy or, or, or a trauma, you know, we are nothing but broken pieces. We are nothing but the fragments. Fragments are broken pieces of the substance. Life situation or a specific incident in our life or an episode is capable of shattering lives into pieces. You know, today when we talk to people around us, those who have gone through terrible tragedy in their lives, they see that, you know, I'm just able to walk, I'm just walking, but you know, I'm no more the same. I'm just a broken fragment of what my life used to be. When Jesus performed this miracle, 5,000 men besides women and children, they all ate and they went home. But the disciples, nobody really thought there are remaining 12 baskets of fragments and the disciples went and gathered all the 12 baskets full of fragments. Fragments are valuable, they have value. Fragments are usable. Fragments in our language is nothing but sometimes leftovers, which we preserve because they are capable of, you know, meeting the need of many hungry souls, hungry people. Let's talk about some of the more, uh, some of the important characteristics of fragments. There are three things I want to share with you this morning and pray. Number one, fragments have no specific shape. Fragments have no specific shape. When Jesus multiplied the loaves and two fish, Jesus did not make fragments. Jesus multiplied only the loaves, only the bread, the full bread and the fish. 
Bread were, breads were multiplied as full loaves, not as fragments. And because of the pressure and because of the force that was applied while handling these breads and the fish, fragments were formed. You know, same is true in our life situations. God had created us perfect. God had created us with full mind, physically perfect. There was no flaw, nothing. Completely whole. But when we are subjected to various life situations, various difficulties of lives and challenges of, challenges of lives, breakage takes place inside of us and outside of us. You know, breakage in relationship, breakage in health, breakage in job loss, breakage in emotion, breakage in marriages, you know, breakage because of the unexpected situation. You know, sometimes we expect certain things to happen in our lives, but they don't happen. And we end up in fragments. We end up as fragments. There are many dreams of us that are not fulfilled yet. You know, we are broken into pieces at times. Fragments have no specific shape. Fragments have no specific shape as they are broken pieces of the original substance. They are just fallen pieces of the original substance. You know, when like, the unexpected wind blows over our lives, they change our situation, they change our lives. When work pressure is building up, when financial pressure and health issues and disappointments are building in our lives, they break us into shapeless pieces. This morning, those who have gone through such things in our newer life, you know what I'm talking about. We walk as if we, everything is going on well in our lives. We sing, we dance, we smile at people as if everything is perfect in our lives. But that's not so. That's not so. After when we go through the process, and after we go, go, go through the process and as we come out of the process, we are no more the same. Our perspective, our outlook, totally changes. During COVID-19, people who are taken through the hospital, maybe because of COVID-19 or some other issue, people who have gone to the ventilator and came out alive, people who are hospitalized during, due to various reasons, and even people who are hospitalized for childbirth have gone through the real traumatizing experience when they were in the hospital, I was talking to a couple of them. At least one of them told me that it was a real trauma what she has experienced in the hospital. You know, eventually, people are able to witness saying that when they came out, that show totally changed their perspective of life. And they say that I'm totally changed now. I'm a different person altogether. You know, the severe impacts of life that breaks us into shapeless fragments at times. When we go through such things in our lives, and as we come out of those tragedies and troubles in our lives, of disappointment in our lives, you know, sometimes when we lose our loved ones, 
You know, there are times, you know, we are awake in the night and we cry over them. We want to forget them. We don't, we don't want to forget that situation. We want to forget those last words that are spoken, but we are unable to do it. We think about them over and over again. And we cry over the situation. When we go through all these life-challenging, traumatizing situations in our lives, and when we come out of those situations, it totally changes our lives. The severe impacts of life changes our shape and makes us into shapeless fragments. Max Lucado tells a traumatic story of a chapter in the life of a parakeet named Chippy. It began when the bird's owner one day decided to clean his cage with a vacuum cleaner. She almost, almost finished cleaning and suddenly the phone rang and she just turned around to take, to take the call and to answer the call. Before she knew it, Chippy was gone. In a panic, she ripped open the vacuum bag. There was Chippy, covered in dirt and gasping for air. She carried him to the bathroom and rinsed him off under the faucet. Looking at this dripping mini mass of poultry, she thought, you know, he is so weak. And he's so, he feeling so cold and he's wet. So she immediately reached to the hairdryer and blasted the pet with hot air. A few days later, a friend asked Chippy's owner how the little parakeet was recovering. And the owner replied, well, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares. In the trauma of being sucked in and washed up and blown over had totally changed the shape of Chippy. You know, if you turn back 10 years, 15 years and 20 years before we were here, what we are here today, if you turn back into your life, into your past, we all know that we were not the same. We had different ambition in life. We had different expectation that life will bring into us today. But totally all got shattered. And we are in a situation that what we are in today. The choices we made. The people we encountered. The life situation we faced. Totally impacted our lives. And deeply it caused craters. And eventually, our shape is totally changed. You know, at times we feel totally impotent. At times we feel we are no more capable of doing what we want to do. Somewhere our ability is lost. There is some reason for that to happen. We were not the same. We were not that kind of person, people earlier. You feel that at times you are useless. You feel that at times you're not able to move forward. You are stuck in the place that where you are today. At times even you feel that you are not even useful for yourself. You know, this morning I believe that God is speaking to some of you.
God is opening our hearts this morning so that we may understand what this life could offer to us. Fragments are not having a specific shape. Fragments are the broken pieces of the same object. Fragments can also fit into any basket or any container because of their shapelessness and because of their miniature size. You know, over the time we learned many lessons. We faced many situations, we faced many challenges, we encountered many people. And we learned all through this, you know, we learned many things. And today we are equipped to face challenges in our lives. Today you are fortified, today you are strengthened, you are treated, you are equipped to handle whatever situation that may come across your life. And you know what, not only that you have been useful for many fragments because of their shapelessness, they are able to fit into any kind of basket. Now you don't worry about the situation because you know how to deal with the situation. One of your child is falling sick, you don't worry about it because you have seen that in the past. Somebody is dying in your family, you don't worry about it because you have gone through it already. Somebody is losing job, <coughs> excuse me, somebody is losing job, and you know for sure how to deal with the situation. James chapter 1 verses 2, 3 and 4. James writes, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Verse 3, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing when we go through trials when we go through all this life changing life affecting you know shape changing trials and tribulations of our life what is produced within us can you say that patience and what does patience do patience produces what testing of our faith produces patience but let patience have its perfect work in all of us so that we will become complete and we will not lack any good thing in our lives you know all these life situations are capable of changing our lives to good you know any child of god that's the belief of a child of god all these challenges that we face today you know they are allowed over our lives they are allowed in our lives they are all making us a better person a better people god wants such broken pieces fragments have no specific shape number two fragments are made of the same material fragments are made of the same material when the disciples collected 12 baskets full of fragments you know i'm sure they were very joyful and they were very happy i'm sure they would have divided those 12 ba baskets among themselves and gave nothing for jesus they would have taken all the 12 baskets probably somebody you know said my home i'm not living very far away let me take my basket and so that i can leave the basket at home that can feed my people at home fragments are made of the same material the fragments they collected were the broken pieces of the same bread you know, remember that even though we are broken, we are still the same people. Even though we are broken in our lives, 
we are still the same people because God had already invested so much over our lives this morning I want you to listen to me you are still called to be what God wants you to be there is no doubt about it you know our brokenness cannot change really change our destiny our brokenness would have impacted our lives brokenness would have changed the shape of our lives and now it would have changed the perspective and outlook of our lives but it cannot change the destiny where God wants you to go now I want you to think about those days of your life the day when you gave your life to Lord Jesus Christ do you remember that, that, that day there was a preacher preaching the Word of God and he gave an altar call and you rise you got up even though it's little old school you got up and you walked forward and gave your life anybody did it that way gave your life remember can you see your hands anybody walked to the altar to give your life to Jesus have you all given your life to Jesus yes okay thank God right so so nobody walked and I remember I was my 17 or 18 there was a prayer meeting uh, gathering in uh, in a in the in a school by a missionary organization known as friends FMPB friends missionary prayer band and there was a man of God and he was sharing the Word of God you know when you go to such meetings you know you can never come out without giving your life to Jesus right so you'll end up in giving your life because they are missionaries so they at the end of the missionary session at the end of the preaching session there was a time to uh, I don't remember what they call it is there is a time that you know people gather together under the trees wherever in the in the ground you can go wherever you want and kneel down and pray right so they, they give a time and after the prayer you know you're expected to come and share is there any change that has happened in your life then then I remember walked to the friend and stood in behind the people uh, sorry stood in front of the people and shared and said I give my life to Jesus at the age of 18 I remember so do any of you remember that situation that happened in your life the day of your conversion now it may not be a dramatic experience like Paul but then there was a deep change inside of you otherwise we are not the same what we are today the day you made a covenant with him through baptism the day when you received the anointing of the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues the day when you prayed for the first time you prayed for somebody who is sick and that person got healed you know we are still called by God because you want us to be something you know the tragedies and the troubles of our lives they cannot not capable of changing our destiny they may have a huge impact on our lives but God has chosen all of us God has called us God has anointed us Bible says in Romans chapter 11 29 for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable that simply means God is not going to take that away from you your life situation cannot alter that you know this morning I want us to be very clear our troubles are momentary our tribulations are momentary they cannot alter the call of God over our lives God is not really abandoning you God is not angry with you he's shaping you to be a better person he's still working in your lives you know today these gifts may be dormant in your life 
Today these gifts may not be seen in your life. That doesn't mean that we are not given that gift. We still have that gift. We have the gift of salvation. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit. We have all the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. But that those gifts may be dormant in our life. But God is going to revive those gifts within us. We may be, we would have already gone through the brokenness. We are maybe still going through brokenness in our lives. In our lives. And they are allowed for a reason. God is going to use us for his glory. You know, this morning I'm very, very strong that, you know, God wants you to know that he is waiting for you. He wants to use you in God's kingdom. You know, there are times you get discouraged. And you say that it's better to be a normal Christian. You don't want to go too much into Christianity. I don't want to go too much into the spiritual aspects. I just want to be a normal Christian going to church and coming back on a Sunday morning and then I want to do whatever I want to do. I don't want to go too much into the spirituality. Some of you are saying that. Sometimes we say that you know, more problems are coming when you try to pray more. Now, those who are prayer warriors, you know what I'm talking about. When you want to fast and when you want to pray more, and you see the problems knocking at your door already. More temptations are on our way when we try to live holy. There are more attacks on our way when we do the work of God. But remember, you are broken. But the fragments are made of the same material. The fragments are made of the same material. Already God's love is poured inside of us. You know, we cannot really go away from God. There are times we may be going away from God, but you know, with all His mercy and with all His compassion and grace, God is gracious to bring us back into His fold. That's the reason David says in Psalm 139 verses 7 through 12, he says he was very sure that he cannot hide and go away from God. And he's saying that, Lord, there is no other way, no other place that where I can go and hide from you. Verse 7, Psalm 139, where can I go from you, your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, Behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. David is saying, I cannot hide anywhere. You know, this morning God is telling you, you know, for some reason, you just want to stop doing what you have been doing for God. God is telling you, do not stop those things. Because even though you are a fragment today, but you are the same. You are the same. God had called you into this, what you have been doing. There are many times the enemy tries to push us down, but God is faithful to take care of us. You know, you want to, you know, you wanted to walk away from God many times, but remember, you are still a child of God. Amen. Can I hear an amen? You are still, you are still a child of God. John chapter 10, verse 28, Bible says, Jesus said, And I have given them eternal life. 
and they shall never perish neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand you know if God had given you eternal life he is not going to take you out of his fold that doesn't mean that you know he can continue to remain in sin that's not the meaning of it it tells us that you know no matter what we it happens to us no matter when we try to walk away from God no matter what the life situation on the devil is trying to do in your life God is not going to leave you God is going to grip you God is going to hold you strongly and tightly God is not going to leave you. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12, Paul says, For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day you know that is assurance of a child of God you know no matter what we go through at the end of the day we are able to stand and we are able to testify the goodness of God this morning we are talking about fragments fragments are made of the same material finally fragments fragments can feed the dogs not the children fragments can feed the dogs not the children remember the story of the Canaanite woman who came running to Jesus asking Jesus to come and heal her demon possessed daughter disciples really got irritated because they knew that she is not a Jew she's an outcast she's a Canaanite woman and Jesus and disciples told Jesus send her away just send her away just do not even speak to her just send her away in fact even Jesus looked at her and said I was sent for the lost sheep of the house of Israel I don't have anything to do with you because you are a Gentile that was the answer unexpected unfortunate answer from Lord Jesus Christ towards her and she begged Jesus and she further said it is not good to take Jesus said to her as she was continuing to beg to Jesus to come and heal her daughter Jesus looked at her and said it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs and she perceived and she said Lord Jesus it even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table and Jesus really appreciated you know he had to appreciate because of faith her faith was constraining Jesus he had no other way than appreciating and healing her daughter and Jesus appreciated her faith and instantly her daughter was healed the little dogs eat the fragments that fall from the master's table fragments can feed the dogs but not the children this morning I want you to listen to me dogs represent those who are neglected Jesus using Jesus was using little dogs as a metaphor to refer to the Gentiles he was when he said dogs he was making reference to the Gentiles and this morning I want to turn your attention I believe this morning this time is very precious that God wants to speak to you I want to turn your attention and ask a question who are the Gentiles who are today's Gentiles you know it was a direct conversation between Jesus and a Gentile and it was a direct no from Jesus to a Gentile but because of, since she was perceiving the Lord because of her perseverance we see a miracle took place 
who are today's Gentiles. Now I have categorized them as three categories. Today's Gentiles are the non-Christians. Those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ the way they are supposed to know. Those who do not correctly understand who Lord Jesus Christ is and what he can do. The second category of Gentiles, today's Gentiles are those who live in the street, homeless, orphans, widows, marginally neglected, outcast, those who do not have enough to put the food across their table, that kind of socially neglected, those who are living in some kind of sickness that public may not accept them in the community. Who are today's Gentiles? The number three, the third one, third group of, third category of Gentiles are the next generation kids who is with the tattoos all over their bodies and studs everywhere possible. They are today's Gentiles, non-Christians, the outcasts and the neglected, the next generation kids. They are today's Gentiles. Listen to me. I believe God has got something this morning for all of us before we leave from this place. Your life was broken, fragmented, and today what you see is the broken pieces of the bread the disciples collected. And knowing that, you know, we need to know that children don't eat the fragments. It goes to the dogs. It goes to the Gentiles. Listen, you know, now I'm talking about the call of God in your life. It's so precious. The call of God on each one of our lives. You know, remember, we are not living in the 19th century. We are not living in those times, you know, where many crusades can take place. You know, churches used to multiply. We are living in a different time. We are living in a different era. There is a specific ministry for each one of us. There is a specific call of God in each one of our lives. You know, this may be prophetic to some of you this morning as you listen to me. You know, who are those Gentiles we talked about? Couple of those we can list. And what is our ministry today? What is the call of God on our lives? I believe our call is not just inside four walls. Listen to me for a few more minutes. God has got a specific ministry for you. But that ministry is not inside four walls of the church. Because we don't see Gentiles here. We don't see the outcasts here. We don't see next generation kids. Of course, some of our kids are here still, thank God. But we don't see the real next generation kids with us. So that simply means our ministry is not, your ministry is not inside of the four walls. You with your brokenness, or all the brokenness that you can name and number in your life, you will very well fit with the community that we just talked about. Your life will very well fit with any of them. With any of them, those outcasts, those who do not know Christ, and those who have gone through brokenness in their lives. All the next generation kids, you know, they're trying to find their identity today on the face of this earth. With all the brokenness that you have in your life, you will very well fit among them. You don't really fit here. You don't really fit inside the church. 
because there is nothing that we can do here there is so much brokenness out there and God is asking this morning what are we waiting for the time is running out and God wants you and me to accept the call of God in our lives to evangelize and to be an ambassador and to represent Christ among those who are living in such a life fragments are not required for children they are required only for the dogs the second kind of ministry I want to talk about a little bit about is Christianity today is saturated listen to me Christianity today is saturated with songs with worship and with the sermon and the majority of Christians are already started losing interest on those things you try to get on to any other any Christian forum and you try to get on to any of the Facebook groups now there is a huge amount of time to analyze and dissect other ministries and ministers they have plenty of time that simply means they just lost their interest to do anything with Christ that to do with anything with Christ you know God has not broken you for that God has broken us so that we may be thrown to the dogs we may be thrown to the dogs your brokenness is not to continue to sit on the table because nobody know nobody wants if the broken piece is on the sitting on the table children don't really care about those things eventually they will be just thrown out but there is a dog sitting at the side of the table that's just waiting for that broken piece that fragment you need to fall down so the dogs can have us we need to fall down so the dogs can have us John chapter 12 verse 24 Jesus said most assuredly I say to you can you read the scripture along with me most assuredly I say to you unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies it remains alone but if it dies it produces much grain where is our ministry today what where is the call of God in our lives today finally one thought before I close Christians don't need you Christians don't need you Christians don't need myself Christians don't need you talking about all of us because the healthy doesn't need a physician healthy doesn't need a physician you know we don't need to look at acceptance among Christians we don't need to look at acceptance among our church members we don't need to look at for acceptance among the Christian circle because they just simply don't need you because our ministry is with the dogs because our ministry is where the dogs are where the Gentiles are Jesus did not come to save the 99 percentage 99 sheep Jesus was not keen on the 99 sheep because they are anyway in the fold of the shepherd but Jesus was very keen on the last one Jesus said I have not come here for the healthy but I have come here for those who are sick you know today you and I are needed not for those who are healthy but we are needed for those who are spiritually sick this Jesus did not come to be served but Bible says he came Jesus himself said I have come to serve you know God is calling us today 
Your brokenness is for a reason. And today you are struggling sitting inside the church. And today you are struggling worshipping the Lord, following God every Sunday going to church. It's not satisfying you because you are not wanted there. You are not expected there. Fragments have no value in the table where children are seated. But fragrance are so precious for those who are in need of that. When the Lord asked Ananias to go and meet Paul, to minister to him so that he may receive his eyesight back and get into ministry, you know what Ananias said to the Lord? Lord, he has already authority to bind Christians, Christ followers. How can I go to him? And the Lord said to Ananias in chapter, Acts chapter 9 verse 15, But the Lord said to him, this is what God said, But the Lord said to him, Go for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. Let me read that again. Acts chapter 9 verse 15. But the Lord said to Ananias, You go because Paul is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings, and among the children of Israel. His call was to minister to the Gentiles. You know, God's heart is for the Gentiles. God's heart is for the immigrants. God's heart is for the foreigners and the strangers who are pouring into this land. Your broken peace is for the dogs. This morning, I would just like to close quickly. We don't want to go into a detailed recap. Just want to, you know, to think about what God is asking you to do at this moment. There is a great ministry. There is a great call of God in each one of our lives. Are we satisfied just coming to Sunday morning to church? To a place where you are not expected. To a place where you are not needed. There are people out there. They need the healing touch of the master. Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing to listen to God? Are you willing to the, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Because time is running out. We keep saying that I want to do certain things for God. I want to follow God. I want to do certain things for God. But now where is the time? The time is running out. But this morning, I believe God is pouring that heaviness upon you because he's prompting you and he's, he's saying you, he's telling you this morning that you are not doing anything for the kingdom of God. You keep saying you want to do things, but this morning you have not done anything and God is telling you, it's the time that you need to start doing things for God. And you know where the ministry is, where you know where your calling is. You don't need another confirmation on your call. You don't need another prophet to lay his hands on you and tell where you need to go. You need to go to the, those three places where people are there. They do not know Jesus. You need to go where there are broken hearts, the, the homeless and the orphans and the widows. And you need to go to the next generation kids where they are. They are trying to seek for God. They are trying to seek for truth. And that's where your ministry is. This morning, shall we all arise for a moment? I want you to come with a commitment to God this morning. That time is running out. We cannot do anything by sitting inside four walls. We cannot do anything by listening messages one after the other. We cannot do anything by rejoicing and worshiping God and praising God. That's not the call of God in your life. And this morning, God is calling you. God is calling you. God is asking you to do something for God. Don't look for recognition by your pastor. Do not look for the recognition by your family members, your church members, your church board. Start doing the work of God. 
You don't need anybody else to help you. You don't need to go to a Bible college. If God wants you to do that, there is nothing wrong. Going for a Bible college, it is good for you. But in the case if you are unable to do that, why don't you start serving God in the setup that where you are in today? Why don't you just start sharing Christ's love with others? Why don't you just start serving people who are in need? God is asking you this morning, there is a reason why you are fragmented. There is a reason why the brokenness that you carry heavy inside of you. It is the time to serve, sit with, sit under the table and to serve. It is the time to sit under the table and humble yourself and serve the people who are around you. Hallelujah. This morning, God is calling you. God is calling you. There is so much we could have done. There is so much we can do even today. There is so much that, are, that we can do in the coming days in your life. But what it takes, it takes a commitment from your side. It takes a zeal from your side to do anything for God. It's not easy. It's not ordinary. But this morning, God is calling you into something extraordinary. And He will equip you. He will give you grace. He will anoint you. And He will put the power of God in your life. May it be an evangelical ministry. May it be a missionary in the place where you are living today. Maybe doing a work of God in many different ways. But we want to do it where people are in need. We want to do it where people are blessed because of our brokenness. Where people are blessed by our brokenness. This morning, God is calling you. Can you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and commit your life? You keep thinking about your brokenness. You keep worrying about what had happened in your life. But this morning God is telling you, there is somebody who is waiting for you. There is somebody who is waiting to hear from you. And you keep ignoring him. You keep ignoring her. This morning the Spirit of God is telling you, it is time. Do not ignore. Do, do, just do not just go away. Everything seems to be happy. Everything seems to be good in her life, but it is not so. It is not so. God wants you to fall down to the ground. That's where she is. That's where he is. Can you make a commitment to God this morning?